there's always someone performing at a big family dinner, no matter what, someone is holding court. And I think I became a comedian just to have a microphone so people would listen to me. (laughs) Hey everybody, and welcome to Top Fives with Don Sill. I'm your host, Don Sill, and we got another great top five in store for you today. It's the top five Italian comedians of all time. Yeah, Italian comedian. And it turns out there's Italian Americans all over the United States. Who knew? I thought they were all in New York. Joining me today is the very hilarious Tammy Pescatelli. And guess what? She's Italian. Listen, I'd like to make a little disclaimer um, before we get started. Um, If any of you are very sensitive, now's the time for you to leave. And as always, everybody, please remember to subscribe, like, and comment below. We want to know what your top five is as well. But without further ado, let's get right to it. It's me and Tammy Pescatelli with the top five Italian comedians of all time. All right, Tammy Pescatelli, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me, Don. Yeah, thanks so much for for doing this with us. This is great. I've I've, uh, been a fan of yours for years since like the last comic standing um and you've just you just hit the trail running and, and you've always been uh been one of the really great ones to watch through the years so oh thank you that it was that was a fun time for me yes indeed and i know you tour all around i know you've you've been to governor's comedy club a few times and it, it's um it's crazy what happened to you the last time you were at governor's yeah so listen <laughs> so i used to I was really excited when I got into Governor's. I played there three or four times. Every time I played there, there was a new owner. It was a lot of fun. Well, first it was Jimmy, and right. he was, he wasn't the owner, but he was the manager, and Jimmy was a character, and it was funny. And then, then I played there one time, and they had new owners, and they had 17 new owners. Everybody who walked in was a new owner. Everybody who, who touched, everybody walked through the door. The bartender was an owner. The every, Everybody, like literally, hey, I'm an owner. I'm an owner. I'm an owner. I'm like, okay, okay who does, why don't we do this? Who doesn't own this club? Okay. So then, and then I guess something else happened and I don't know what happened, but then the last time I was there and I can tell you exactly how long it's been because my son is 13 and a half. It was 13 and a half years ago. Wow. I was nine months pregnant. Um, First of all, when I showed up, they were shocked uh, because I don't think, because no one knew because my agent told me not to tell anybody that I was pregnant or I wouldn't get hooked, right? So uh, it was so funny. I'm like, I think they're gonna know. Um, And uh, I was on stage and my back was hurting. So I had to sit on a chair and I was like in crazy pain. And I was hanging out backstage, walking around thinking I had a backache because I had done a corporate gig on a Friday. I'm sorry, on Thursday and then flew to governor's for Friday, Saturday. And I was like, oh, this is why you're not supposed to travel at this, this place because you're going to be in pain well it turns out it was in labor because the next day i had my son wow. so I, he was almost born in the green room at governor's and you know what they haven't had me back since so there you go no one knew what to do with me my agent goes well guess your career's over <laughs> what was this just a ruse to get a man all this <laughs> he goes well i never saw a pregnant woman on stage well apparently never been to a really bad strip club <laughs> Um, what was it like where, where you grew up? Was it a lot of Italians or were you guys? Tons of Italians. I grew up in what was called Little Italy. So it was a ton of Italian people, a lot of first generations, 
um, I'm sorry, a lot of immigrants, like everybody's grandparents were immigrants or maybe some were first generation. And then, you know, like my mother's a first generation. It's always, it was a neat time because everybody knew everybody. They talked to each other in Italian and talked about you in Italian and then forgot that you understood, um, you know, it was that kind of neighborhood. And then as you got older, you know, they died off or moved away. But I grew up in a time like people always go in Cleveland with Italian people. I'm like, Anybody who says that doesn't know anything about Cleveland. Anywhere there was a train stop, there were a ton of Italian people. Like my uncles worked on the docks because on Lake Erie, there was always, you know, it was just the same stuff that happened over there. Just uh, we just didn't get as many good pieces of cheese shipped over from Italy. That's all. (laughs) There's something special about those Italian neighborhoods and and growing up Italian that, that, um, you know, you know, that I think lends itself to to storytelling and to comedy and and just it just works so great i mean when i grew up like uh, all my heroes without me even realizing um were like italian like barbarino barbarino yeah yeah Right, right, right. Chachi. <laughs> like yeah. all these... and, and Fonzie, because you thought he was Italian. Right. Hey. You know what I mean? There was a lot of pride. That's what upsets me when we have just become white. Like, I happened to be in Brooklyn when the Italians won uh, the Euro Cup. And I was like, or not Euro Cup, right? Is it Euro? Yeah, Euro. Yeah, not yeah, just a couple the weeks World ago. Cup, the Euro Cup. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it was like a couple weeks ago. And there was the greatest thing because I was in Bay Ridge. My husband's family's from uh, Park Slope, but we were at a uh, other family's house in Bay Ridge. And when we won, like people walked outside of their house. You realized who was Italian. Like <laughs> all these times, they walked down the street to 18th Avenue. I got chills now thinking, I'm like, I was trying to explain to my son, this is how it used to be. Italians were so cool. We were the, I mean, they, you know, like we had those festivals. Who didn't want to be Italian during a feast of the Assumption Festival during, oh, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah, every year we had the Mother Cabrini Festival here uh, in in my neighborhood. And uh, man, like you said, everybody wants to be Italian. When I grew up, everybody wanted to be Italian or they were extra, you know, they put it on a little bit more. And, uh, and that's another thing too that, that I always loved about um, the Italian culture too is it is kind of like there is a, a in-your-face uh, style that's just the you know normal like and it comes across so good in um, in comedy as well when you look at some of the, the really great uh, Italian comedians it, it's all about swagger and attitude. If you have those little stickers of your whole entire family on your back window. Punch yourself repeatedly in the head. And and uh, and also mixed with that tradition and family work ethic and, and all that stuff and um, respect. I and, think and, respect yes. And I also think that's one of the reasons that like you're performing. There's always someone performing at a big family dinner, no matter what. Someone is holding court. Right. And I think I became a comedian just to have a microphone so people would listen to me. You know what I mean? Because like. Exactly. I didn't have enough to take it all. I could take on everybody else, but it was hard to take on everybody in my family all at once. I'm gonna tell you the truth. My grandfather, he used to be in the mob. 
He doesn't understand show business at all. I film a television show. I'm so proud of myself. Out of respect, first call, I'm like, Pop, I shot a pilot. He goes, oh my God, don't say that over the phone. <laughs> and I'll also say too, uh, Italian audiences, the, the fan base seems to be one of the most loyal. When you see, you know, uh, some some of these uh, comedians with the, with the fan base, it's just insane. Like we have Anthony Rodia here on Long Island, and oh, his, yeah. his fan base is—he'll sell out everywhere he goes. Um, so I I I think that that just goes to show you that the uh, Italian American people love comedy. And they, they, uh, well, they love to laugh. They have a great sense of humor. Our nicknames, I mean, I use it in my act. I'm sure other people, our nicknames were based on whatever our flaws were. We had these crazy, you know, you had a sense of humor. Every story someone tells is an embarrassing story of what, you know, your grandmother who peed herself, like whatever. Like they're all just ridiculous stories. I think that we are, we grew up as, uh, you know, this, everybody forgets. Italian Americans came to this country with nothing and they were discriminated against. But then you, you see the rat pack and you see, you know, that was, we're known for our friendships, our camaraderie, our comedy. We've overcome a lot of stuff, you know? And all of these qualities come through in, the, in these top fives that we're gonna go over today. Are you ready to, to uh, start with the top five? Okay, so you go first, who your top five? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, okay. who's your fifth, right? Is that what all we're right. doing? Yes, yeah, my number five, is um, a great comedian who's on the scene right now and, and really lighting it up. Um, he's from Chicago, and uh, his name is Sebastian Maniscalco. What I love about Sebastian uh, Maniscalco is that he's he's a master storyteller. And, mm-hmm. and, and he, basically, uh, when he tells stories about growing up uh, as an Italian kid, or even just growing up in general, it's, it's relatable to everybody. And one of my favorite bits, and probably one of his more famous ones too, is the doorbell bit. Of course, oh, that's his, yeah, that's the thing that blew him up. 20 years ago, your doorbell rang? That was a happy moment in your house. It's called company. Be sitting there on a Thursday night watching TV. Your doorbell rang, the whole family shot off the couch. Oh my God! <laughs> Put the lights on, somebody's here! And, and that says it all though. That, that it, not only yeah. is it a generational thing where people of our generation, I think we, you and I are around the same age. Yeah. It, the, the, we could, and Sebastian too, around the same age as us, we all connect to that and it's, it's just, it's just so great and, and you don't need to own you don't need to be italian to get it and understand that time Agreed. period he's talking about and so i, I love that i love and that. you know it's amazing too if you're italian and you do comedy then like i've played real amazing shows in israel so you know jewish culture there's so many cultures get it people come up and they're they're from a russian culture they get it it's just a cultural thing more than it becomes an Italian thing, so exactly. yeah. Exactly. Now your doorbell rings. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? <laughs> My number five is a very funny comedian, also out of Chicago. Um, 
And it was a tie, I'll be honest with you, but I'm going with Rocky Laporte. Rocky Laporte, great comedian. He, he was also a uh, last comic standing com- uh, comedian. Years later, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. later. I had to go to the doctor the other day. He goes, how's your hearing? Should I go to court Tuesday? I think I was on I was on seasons two and three, and he was like on four or five or five or six. Right. But he also tied for me with Father Guido. I love Father Guido. I've worked with him before. Super funny. Um, a little bit more of an improv, not an improv, not that he talks to audience, but more of like sketch slide show sketch kind of guy. But yeah, still. Yeah. I've seen his stand-up pretty good, so, yeah. If I was Reagan, I wouldn't be so upset to Central America. I wouldn't be afraid of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I check it out myself. Canada is closer to the United States than in Manhattan is to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, Father Guido, a legend, really. I mean, uh, he's been around forever. And, uh, yeah, and... Uh, all his stuff was always great. He 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 was similar. He had some some one-liners and stuff like that. But like you say, stronger in the in the sketch side. I got a question for you. They say there's more than one way to skin a cat. How many can you think of? Anything of four. Okay, you're on. Tell you? Yeah. With a knife. With a knife. With a pistol. Right. With your foot. Right. Or with your hand. Okay, you got it. Go for your prize. And then um, yeah, R- Rocky Laporte uh, is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing. Rocky, I got to go see him years ago. I would say like in the early 2000s, late 90s, he had his own um, sitcom and they filmed a pilot. Unfortunately, they didn't pick it up, but I thought for sure it was going to be great. You know, when we first got married, I couldn't afford a diamond. But now, actually, my situation hasn't changed that much. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen Rocky, you need to see him. So I say Rocky at number five. With a little bit of a tie with Father Guido, number four for me is Sebastian. I love Sebastian. He's amazing. He's a very good friend of mine. We kind of started at the comedy store at the same time. Wow. He was a waiter. Uh, he talked a lot about uh, marshals and stuff like that at the beginning. You don't even know what the hell you're buying. I took a gamble. CK, boxer briefs for 39 cents. I brought him home, I cut the box open. It's a set of forks. You know, we were our little clique of friends. We spent holidays together. Um, And then when he sold out Madison Square Garden, I was blessed enough to be able to go to one of his shows and we hung out backstage. And then I watched him rise from the rafter, like from underneath in a sold out show at Madison Square Garden with smoke and everything and it reminded me of watching Dice on TV I was certainly not at Dice's show but he was the only one that I knew that ever sold out Madison Square Garden yeah and I cried like a baby I must have looked like a lunatic people were like that's Tammy Pescatelli but I'm like crying like a lunatic but yeah so he's my number four All right, so uh, my number four, you're gonna love this one. This is okay. Tammy Pescatelli. Oh, 
Oh, is that just because I'm on the show? <laughs> no, no, this is definitely, um, like I said, you've been in the game for, for a long time now. You're a true, ve true veteran. I love your swagger on stage. And um, mm -hmm. and, and you, you got a boldness about you when, when you tell your jokes. And, and I also think it comes through too with, with the Ohio Italian accent. It just kind of gives it that extra, extra punch. Um, I, I love all, all the bits and, and it, that, about growing up Italian, but about your Nona and about your Sicilian grandfather, who's you know retired, but uh, from the mob, but getting the mob pension. Oh, <laughs> well, that's the new stuff. Yeah, that, but the, yeah, that was where I started. Yeah, definitely good idea. So Pescatelli, that's Sicilian. My family's from the old country, Brooklyn. I, <laughs> I know, and not all Sicilians are in the mob. Okay, some are in the Winners Protection Program. Yeah, so you 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 definitely embody. Uh, everything of an Italian American comedian, and it's not. And your whole st your stuff isn't all about being Italian American. It's it's about being married, being a mom, being all these things. But um, but it all encompasses in the overall swagger and vibe that you transcend on stage. I'm just a girl from the neighborhood. They got girls. You know who's there? That Paris Hilton girl. Oh, I'm proud of her. She's breaking down barriers. Really, proof you don't have to be poor to be white trash. You know what I mean? Just so I've always, like I said, I've always been a fan of you. And, and well, thank uh, you for saying that. Listen, here's what I know. When I did Last Comic and they had like 18 million people and we were the number one show on television, I got a lot of heat because a lot, they wanted me to be the little goomba. Like they wanted me to be, even if I told jokes other than about being Italian, that's the, they would only show the Italian jokes because they wanted, because Sopranos was so hot. You know, they basically right, wanted right, me right. to show up with a meatball and walk on stage. And she'd be mad at you. You messy. Disgrazia, so messy. I'm like, it's 2.30 in the morning, woman. I know, you hungry? <laughs> like, yeah, I could eat, I could eat. So when people would say, oh my God, all she talks about is being Italian, I was actually thrilled because I thought, wow, they didn't even notice I was a woman. Okay, so, uh, but then me, like a dummy, after last comic, I thought, I'm going to stop talking about being Italian. It'll just have to be implied. And then look, here comes Sebastian. And that's what, and I'm like, what a jackass I am. That's real good business advice. People are always saying, like, why do you think comics are having such a hard time? And it really, you want to know why I think we are? Too many generations are alive at the same time. <laughs> that's why. I'm not supposed to have to entertain all of you. Yeah, like I said, uh, you're the best and, and uh, well-deserved on my top five list there. So My number three was Dom DeLuise. Oh, Dom DeLuise, yes. Yeah, his stand-up was amazing. I had his album, of course, when I was a kid. My parents did, but I stole it. It was so funny, his acting with Burt Reynolds. I mean, some of those outtakes still stand up today. Sorry, we got this. We got this. Sorry, we got this. Uh, sir, uh, the cannonball is a race from Connecticut to your ass. <laughs> if you listen to his stand up, he had a laughter through it that I just love. Now, a lot of people don't like it when you laugh. They're like, oh, some people go, oh, she laughs at her own jokes. I always loved comedians who made themselves laugh. <laughs> oh, 
right, right. And, yeah. you know, if I say something that's a true story, which most of them are all true stories with me, and it happens to make me laugh, then I'm not going to stop myself because when Dom DeLuise laughed, there was nothing like it. That's right. Dom DeLuise had the great laugh. Dom, Dom DeLuise, you know, like like you said, he, he does stand up, and a lot of people don't that are only familiar with his movies don't really understand it. They didn't he, get it, yeah. Yeah, he started as a stand-up. When this, this guy is drowning, you know, he's having a very hard time in the ocean, so a boat comes by and says, are you all right? The guy says, it's okay. I have faith in God. Move on. <laughs> the boat goes away. Just then a helicopter comes by, and they all come down, and they look at him, and they say, are you all right? Do you need any help? The man looks at them and says, it's okay. I have faith in God. Move on. The man drowns. He goes to heaven. He goes up to heaven and he looks at God and says, I prayed and prayed. What happened? God says, I sent a boat and a helicopter. <laughs> I sent a boat and a helicopter. He's just that guy that as soon as you see him, you smile. He, he just has such a likability factor that is like through the roof that uh, as a kid, my whole life, I've, I've always loved Dom DeLuise. And uh, he always made me laugh and smile. And, and like you said, his laughter is contagious. Yeah, the greatest. And, and that goes in the way. And, and he was definitely a proud, proud, proud Italian-American man. Yes. And Dean, I've got the perfect song for your opening. Now trust me, just listen. Listen to this. I'm a little weenie looking for a bun. Just a teeny weenie, itty bitty one. If I keep on cooking, I'll be overdone. Pickle and onion, hot dog. My number three is a legend. Uh, he, he's still active, he's still out there, but he's definitely a, a legend, and uh, he's from Queens, and is uh, Ray Romano. So, oh, wow, Ray Romano, you're right, he's amazing. I yeah. feel bad. I wasn't <laughs> thinking about my poor Ray Romano. Yeah, because Ray is the kind of, he's an Italian-American Italian comedian, but he, he, he would never pick him out as one. He, although, if you listen to his stand-up, he's always talking about growing up Italian in Queens. Yeah. I come from the very Italian house. The plastic furniture you couldn't sit on house. Did anybody have the museum house? Oh, towels you could never touch. China that no one's ever going to use. Everything in this house is for a special occasion that hasn't happened yet. I should have to redo mine, so if I can have a... A 3A, I will, I, I agree. Ray is brilliant. His show was was the most amazing show. I love what they did. They made it timeless. My mother-in-law is just like his mother on the show, except my mother-in-law is meaner and less likable. <laughs> um, so yeah, I love Ray. I forgot, oh God, and now I feel bad. I come from an Italian house and it's hard to eat right. Are there Italians here in Montreal? Yeah, wow. Quite a few. And you know what? There's more than that here. But they're just, they're, they're on the witness protection program now. That's all. They're in the back. They're up in the balcony. Yeah, so now we're at number two. Oh, Lord. So, so my number two <laughs> kind of is one of those guys that embodies. He's one of those guys that you think about when, when, to me, when people say Italian comedians. This is the guy that's like, to me, the, one of the first ones I would say. And that's okay. uh, Vic DiBattetta. Okay. 
I love Vic. So yeah, Vic DiBattetto hit it big with uh, Bread and Milk, the viral sensation. He, he A lot of his stuff was from uh, YouTube. Like, I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. Gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. Oh my God, I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get, I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and They said snow. I gotta get the bread and milk. And, but nobody could, um, could rant like Vic DiBattetto. Yeah, uh, I he, love him. He cornered the market, I think, on rants. Go around me and kill yourself. Uh, he's an in-your-face, fierce and fiery style uh, um, with spit flying when he when he talks. I he's love just him. Old he's school. got my honorable mention. Yep, definitely. Yes. And the stand-up. Watch him. Yeah. You got a picture of Jesus Christ on every wall. You're trying to eat. You're looking. Wow. What are we in church? You open a closet. There's 17 crucifixes. Well, what is Dracula coming over? She had one picture of Jesus Christ shaking hands with Frank Sinatra. It's an Italian thing. He's just great. And and his his, his stand up as well, it, it carries through. He just got he just embodies all that stuff. And um and, and to me he is kind of epitomizes a lot of uh what what people think about when they think about uh what an Italian comedian would be like on stage, you know? I'm Italian, I know I'm Italian. I grew up in a basement, that's why I know I'm Italian. Italians have a beautiful house, three floors, they live in a basement. I didn't see upstairs, I was five years old. I couldn't get past the ropes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, well, he's just, I, I just really love Vic, I think he's very fun. That's, he's worthy of number two. He's on my honorable mention, but only because I did a lot of uh, some old school ones that were ins inspirational to me when I was coming up. And my number two is Pat Cooper. Yes. Uh, who's a friend who's 92 years old and still calls me and goes, what happened to my career? Um, Pat is amazing. Pat is the master of negativity. He embodies every single thing that your mother made you be worried about why she made you change your underwear when you left the house. And I had my share of heartaches. 1951, I was drafted from New York City. 200 boys in my neighborhood. 199 went to Fort Dix. Me, South Carolina. I said, why me? They said, because the Southern people never saw an Italian. He is one of the greatest of all times. His albums were still some of the best-selling comedy albums when they were started, like he was always up there. He never got, Italian People Know Mike was lucky enough uh, to do a tour with him, but he never got to that next crazy level uh, because he, he'll tell you himself, he burned himself out. He would get, he had such an Italian respect. They don't respect me kind of thing. Right, right. And he, right. He, you know, but amazing. Nothing funnier. And one story to the next to the next. He's just an amazing storyteller. Yes, I totally agree. Pat Cooper is actually my number one. Oh, and wow. I, yeah, and I'll say that he is the legend. He he is 
without Pat Cooper, you wouldn't have Vic DiBetetto. You wouldn't have no. Fred Rubino. You wouldn't have those guys, these these guys that rant and, and that, that would do all that. Why? 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 <laughs> People who walk on the moon, nobody does this for. People take the blood of the things to save a baby, nobody does this for. This fucking rabiat. <laughs> this man here who just speaks and teaches us. That's what I learned from this guy four fucking years. Like you talk about his albums, you know, Spaghetti Sauce and Other Delights, and then he had Our Hero. He, he was all about th that Italian kind of culture and, and kind of okay. putting it. And, and I think I have it right here. Hold on. Oh, do you? Oh, sweet. Gotta, hold on. I don't want to get up and mess anything up on my, on my, uh, but hold on for one second. I'm so sorry. Hold on. Hold on. He signed one for me. I might have put it away. Oh, here it is. Oh, sweet. This is going to be awesome. This is my original Pat Cooper. Oh, that's awesome. Album from when I was a kid. So here's a weird story. Pat married my my godmother's cousin. So we were related in a weird way. Um, and everybody would always say, do you know Pat? When I would say I want to be coming. What about Pat? You know, and I never met Pat till I was already established. And then we became great friends. And and family for the most part and it was just pretty amazing um i would you know it was too late for him to do anything to help me <laughs> <laughs> only in america ladies and gentlemen 71 years old one week high school and i didn't go that week <laughs> only in america man with no education born and raised in new york city i own a house in las vegas seven hundred thousand dollars three dollars down nine a month and don't tell him that he's not my number one because my number one he will kill me my number one and i can't find there's nobody other don myrera oh great great pick i am italian i have a school for italians i have a school where i actually teach italians how to be more italian Teach them all the fine points of Italian acting. I teach them how to crank up their ass, how to pick themselves up, how to say all the catch Italian phrases. Forget about it, definitely. You know what I mean? Yo, who died and left you, boss? I saw Dom Irera on Rodney Dangerfield special when I was a kid, and there was nobody who was greater to me. I knew every word of Dom's act and I would quit, not thinking I would ever be a comedian. And I would quote it, people go, do, do, do the Dom, do the Dom. And I would do the whole thing. And then when Dom became my friend, I've met a million, million famous people. Everyone, you, I mean, from presidents to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And there was no one I was more impressed with besides Rodney Dangerfield, who Dom introduced me to. Um, <laughs> Then Dom Irera. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Louie, how come you don't come around? Everybody was around over here. <laughs> little Petey, Big Petey, regular Petey, Joey Bagadonos was here. Jimmy the Woman's, Nicky Potato Salad, Squid Lid, Muscles Marinara, Irregular Petey, Carmel Lemon Cola, with the Petey, Nicky Scongeal, and the Five Stinky Bacala Brothers. Come around, not for nothing. Yeah, yeah, Dom Irera, he's he's brilliant. If you don't know who Dom Irera is, I can't talk comedy to you. Oh, exactly. Dom Irera has been a staple in the comedy scene. I think he came up maybe even through the 80s boom, but he's been all through the 90s. Great comedian. He's from Philly. Uh, what, what I love about, about him, 
is his his demeanor on stage and his he's so clever and he's so fast and and smart rapid fire yeah yes. boom 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 big pd little pd i mean i can i yeah. can name 27 <laughs> bits about dom, the dom does the, there just is no better better than dom and i'm going to tell you he's a great friend we did a million of those um just for laughs they we've done night of a thousand guidos at at the comedy store with mitzi we did um just for laughs was the wise guy show we did a tour myself dom and rocky another tour that was dom myself and pat cooper we had some great times and um but dom one time it's a greatest story how generous he is he knew how much i loved rodney right and i knew that he knew rodney of course because it and I was just a young, I had moved to Los Angeles and I was living in the Valley and we had both done shows at the comedy store and I went home and the Valley was, you know, half hour away. He called, finally, he he's, calls me, he's like, come back to, come back over to Laugh Factor. I'm like, I'm already home. He's like, come back to Laugh Factor. I'm like, buddy. And he's like, come back. So, you know, I respect him and I love him. So I come back. He's with Rodney Dangerfield. So Rodney's doing a set. Rodney doesn't know, remember really his act anymore. So he's got an earpiece and his wife is dictating it to him off stage. But Rodney is selling it a thousand percent. Then we went to Greenblatt's Deli next door. And I sat, I sat in a booth with Rodney Dangerfield and Don Myrera from two o'clock in the morning to almost six o'clock in the morning, listening to their stories, talking to them. It was such an amazing thing. And I didn't even want to call anybody from home because I don't think, you know, get the hell out of here. (laughs) They would not even believe you. You know what I mean? There's no pictures. I have no proof. I'm just (laughs) telling you, Donald, you know what I mean? That's, it was one of the greatest nights of my life. I'm telling you, it goes, you know, it ties with my kid. I'll be honest with you. He's got a tie with Tom and Rodney. Sorry. That's an awesome story. And and yeah, yeah. after a story like that, I would put Dom as number one as well if I were you because uh, that is amazing. And and like you said, Dom is is a, a a legendary comedian who's who's been around for a long time. And and uh, I I just I always love his jokes too. He's like you know I don't mean that in a bad way. Like oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> he's like is that, I, somebody dying here? Oh, mom's making so dinner. Funny. He's so funny. <laughs> Damn, that guy is a low-life, scummy, little fat round weasel bastard. I don't mean that in a bad way. I have a bunch of um, honorable mentions, so I want to say this right away, yes. okay? Uh, honorable mention, Dick Capri, old-school veteran comedian. Yes. Very funny. Love Dick. Uh, uh, Vic, I shouldn't say love Dick. That'll get me in a lot of trouble. You'll just isolate that. <laughs> Edit that out, yeah. Uh, Here is a golfer in a sand trap. He doesn't know it's quicksand. I play the golfer. Vic DiBattetto, Mike Marino, Julia Rossi, Mike Vecchione. um, And you know who else was really a comedian, but he didn't do pure stand-up? Dean Martin. Yeah. Now, this is only a gag. I don't drink anymore. I I freeze it now, and I eat it like a popsicle. <laughs> I was thinking about putting My Dean on the list, My stupid little boy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was super funny, but, you know, 
Yeah, yeah. He, he was, you know, did, did a lot of funny stuff throughout his career, whether even if it was with the Rat Pack or, or with uh, Jerry Lewis. But yeah, uh, Dean Martin, definitely a funny guy. You look at him in the roasts and all those those Dean Martin roasts. I mean, he, he knew how to- So funny. Yeah, he knew how to be funny. So I was debating that as well. But yeah, definitely great honorable mention. As you know, New York City has been having its financial troubles. Nobody knew Frank had lent money to New York until they found the Statue of Liberty with her arms broken. <laughs> so, so now we have these 10, we have to narrow it down to five. This is when it gets a little tougher. Okay, so we know for sure you and I both have Sebastian on our list and Pat Cooper. Sebastian and Pat Cooper are definitely going. Yeah. You, so those are the two we both have. Uh, you have right. Rocky. Rocky. I Laporte. have Rocky. I have you. We have yeah. Ray Romano. We have Dom DeLuise, Vic DiPetetto, and Dom Ayara. Um, I think we got to put I Dom remember. in. Yeah, I, I Why can't I say Dom, that? Dom, Pat, and Sebastian. I, I think that, uh, I think Vic, me, and Rocky cancel each other out. So my top five would be Pat, Sebastian, Ray Romano, and Dom Ayara. Oh, and Dom DeLuise, but I think I'll I'll go with uh, my top five would be Pat Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, Ray Romano, and Don Myrera. No, that's only four. Yeah, we're missing one more. So so if you Who wanted to, you have Sebastian Maniscalco, Pat Cooper, Ray Romano, and Don Myrera. Irera. I don't know why all of a sudden I can't say his name, but and then we could. Um, you still want to put Dom DeLuise in there? Uh, who did you have that I didn't have? I had... You had uh, Vic? I had you, Vic DiBetetto, and uh, Ray, we already put Ray Romano in this. Yeah, I'd so say Dom DeLuise because I think... I certainly wouldn't put me. And I love Rocky and Vic, but I think that Dom DeLuise really... My top... This is what I would say. You... Uh, tell me what you agree if you agree then and does it ha it doesn't have to be in any particular order just the top five right yeah just top five and if we wanted to just uh, normally what i do is four but the number one is the number one but we don't have to do that in this case either like some cases i don't do it uh it's just five well we'd have i'll tell you what so we both picked pat and sebastian so this is what i would say dom deloise dom Irera, sebastian ray romano and number one is pat cooper since we both had him yes Mm-hmm. That's a great list. That's a fabulous list. That is a, like a, a straight a amazing list of uh, amazing comedians. And then the amazing. fact that they are Italian-American comedians just makes it that much better. Yeah, and it's nice for me. I can say I made the top eight. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll tell people I made the top eight, not even <laughs> on my own list. Well, you were great, Tammy. I appreciate you doing this. Tell everybody where they could find you and follow you and, and catch you live. Just uh, Tammy Pascatelli everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, what else? Uh, I have a movie that's on Prime Video called That's Amore that I was the lead in. There's a, a, a special. This all came out last year in 2020 and no one got to see anything because I couldn't promote it anywhere. I had a special come out last year called The Way After School Special, also on Prime Video. And I moved my Netflix special, Finding the Funny, to Prime. So you can find all of that together. And then on Showtime, Women of a Certain Age. So, wow. funny women of a certain age. Excellent stuff. Tammy Pescatelli, thank you so much. 
you rock. I, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks again. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, there you have it, folks. That's the top five Italian comedians of all time with me and Tammy Pascatelli. Well, thanks again, everyone. And remember, next week, there'll be another great top five waiting for you. <laughs>